<laughs> I must miss that one too. Hey, lucky. Lucky was like all the way from the microphone. We're all off right now. Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Hotbox Podcast. Sponsored by <laughs> Damn by Revives. Monique is way off today. So me and Lucky will be taking over. Hell yeah, finally. <laughs> no, you will be taking over, Paul. Monique will be taking over. What? <laughs> we're just throwing it right back at you. All right, so we're here today <laughs> with one. Yo. Yo, yo, yo. Yes. Hey, yes. Make sure this mic's set. Yeah. Got to talk good, right in. All right. All right, so you're here with uh, your clothing brand, right? I am. I'm just here. I didn't really know what we were going to do. <laughs> we just do. We're just here. Yeah. We're here. We don't really plan anything anyway. Yeah, it could no. be for various reasons why I'm here. Welcome to the club. <laughs> what are those reasons? <laughs> could be bands or me. Yeah, it's a lot. We're going to be talking about all of that. All of it. So, I'm saying, yeah, so we want to talk about here. all of it. I'm just here. We want to know about you. Okay. Well, we were just talking about uh, Ace Hardware. Yeah, that's the, the and, helpful uh, place. How you time warped. <laughs> yeah. Time warped. Like hey, yo, different so dimension now. <laughs> the time warp, I didn't mention it, but that was when I was lit. Like, if uh, I'm sober, I don't uh, think about that shit. Right. And I watch a lot of, uh, like, Black Mirror. I got into Black Mirror, like, again. And that's really, I think, what's triggered, like... Dude, did I even ever go on tour? Exactly. Like, did I just go to bed and, like, did I dream the tour life for the last oh, 13 years? And it's just like, I woke up and I'm just back at Ace back at 13 <laughs> years later with longer hair, you know? That's but yeah. Quarter inch pipe. Yeah, oh, that's quarter inch to whoa, 14. Whoa. Oh, you, what you need is this and this and now like, 13. Right. Yeah. It's the ultimate MacGyver's like shed, essentially. Like, nice. So yeah, it's like my spot. I know, I thought we were going to get x rated for a minute. I was like, I whoa, was where are we quarter inch pipe. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. What? Ace Hardware we were talking oh, about. Oh, my God. Isn't that quarter inch? We are. So I there. should watch my cussing. No. 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 We don't fucking. Okay. No, we just okay. got to not. We don't do anything. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> we just talk. We I heard that. We're I was like, made it R. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> we good. We good. Just hit the beep. And we don't even do that. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's no censoring. What? No. Oh, okay. So, Rasafari. Yes, Rasafari. That, that has a it. nice ring to it. So, yeah, I was going to say, that's the roots, mom's. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, it just, the story of Rasafari just goes back to, even. I mean, honestly, it goes back to, like, Cali Roots and mm. me first kind of branching out from performing and just trying to, like, working and going to events solo and not yeah, with a yeah. band or a team. And I would just notice that there weren't a lot of, like, Rasa, like, a lot of Mexican-Mexican people in the scene, and... Even though I knew all the artists and the you know the managers and tour managers, I would always just find myself camping with the five or six or ten people that that were yeah. like happened to be the super Mexican people mm -hmm. in the scene. And so mm -hmm. even back then, I would say I started off saying like, "Oh, by Safari, oh by Safari." Yeah, <laughs> That's dope though. And then it, and then it eventually just morphed to Ra Safari, you know. And then I remember even back then they'd be like, "Dude, you should do something with that." And I'm like, "What? What would I ever do with that?" You know. And right. just one day on a drive three years ago, I just. Happened to be on tour and just clicked. I was, I think I was talking with my sound guy, Silver, and just kind of going back and forth. And I don't know, something just clicked. And I just texted my phone, my friend that's a, a painter. And I was like, yo, dude, Razafari, what do you think of it? Yeah. And he's like, I love it. What is it? And I'm like, <laughs> well, that's what I'm hitting you up, you know? And I kind of gave him the idea of it. But yeah, I think it's just always been there. We've, I think 
a lot of people are finding their identity with it. Like now that I've now that it's out there and there's a lot of Mexican. Even at, when I did Island Island Vibe Reggae Festival, a lot of people that were mixed Filipino, mixed Islanders were like Mexican and, and Filipino were like, yo, like I'm half Mexican, but I'm also half Filipino. And I grew up listening to reggae through my Filipino side, but like I never really shone light on my Mexican side. And so now they see the brand and they're like, okay, I get it. Like it, it, it clicks instantly. Oh, yeah. They don't even got to think about it. And they're like, I, I, I mess with this, you know, I fuck with this heavy because this is, I, I just see that a lot of people are identifying themselves with it, which is kind of like, it's, it's more than a brand. I think it's definitely an identity to most people yeah. that are Mexican, have, especially if you have Mexican parents, you know, like reggae is just such another planet, another galaxy to them. It's like, really hard to explain to people like that, that life. Right. Mm-hmm. So how'd exactly you, how'd you stumble about. into reggae then? Uh, probably classic rock. I mean, I think about this a lot. Uh-huh. It's it's probably classic rock, and you know Bob Marley being you know on you know classic rock stations, and you know mm, I, I, yeah. and Sublime too. You know, growing up with that Sublime, like still being alive, mm-hmm. I think that opened the door to modern reggae for me. Because my first reggae concert was Pepper, Slightly Stupid, Bargain Music. It's not like the style of music that I love and listen to now, you know, but. Back then, it w- there was no scene like this. There was no, you know, you couldn't go Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday to see reggae. Right. You had to go once a year to, like, Ragamuffins, a.k.a. Right. Bob Marley Festival. Or even for me, I'd always go with my old bass player. We'd go to the World Beat Center in San Diego. And the, that was pretty much it. You didn't have oh. touring a touring circle. You didn't have, you know, your St. Rocks and your Garden Amps. Nobody was really doing stuff like that. And there was not a lot of bands to even be doing that. What year would you say that would be at? Uh, the the uh, ragamuffins that I went to was in 04. Okay. 04. And I, I, w- I went live and someone asked me what my first reggae concert was. And I was like, well, I know the lineup. And I sat there while we were live and I found it was like May of 2004, I think. I went, it was, that was the show that I went to the House of Blues. And then, yeah, I mean, eventually I just, reggae became my life. Me and my bass player just loved it. Like, loved the culture, loved the music. And, just started hoarding music and to this day i have an external hard drive it's like like 170 gigs of reggae and it it's basically it's like full (laughs) discographies and it's like Mm -hmm. i carry it in my backpack everywhere and i've passed it on to friends like nick safakis and porch and steve i from tribal you know i'm like yo dude take this like you know take this this has everything up until 2011 but it's just full discography augustus pablo full discography like it's just things I've, i've i probably have not heard Definitely haven't heard like half the stuff on there still, just because it's so extensive. That's amazing. Yeah, it is. That's really. But that was life, you know. That that. was life, and then you know, I was a producer. I've known him since tenth grade, so since like ninety nine, and we were producers for a long time. And even back then, like in two thousand and one, two thousand two, we just always had this vision of like West Coast reggae Mm -hmm. meets, you know, like meets roots. And I called it like Dreggae, like Dr. Dre reggae, because it (laughs) sounded very West Coast. It was very West Coast. This you can tell it was West Coast reggae reggae you know uh-huh. but that's what i i coined it was oh yeah this is like reggae. no i'm still learning Dre-gay. so what is like that, that what have you seen in the evolution yeah. of cali reggae um i've seen a lot because when so when i performed like i was telling you that we actually used to rehearse a couple doors mm-hmm. down from the room that we're at and uh and who was that with that was with beyond eyesight and honestly like if you ever want to go into a whole other world of me it just Google Beyond I Sight uh, on YouTube, Beyond, and then the letter I and Sight. Okay. Because there is, I mean, in the five years that we were a band, we fit in a lot of performances. I've played Cali Roots twice, and, you know, my first tour was with Gonzo and Beyond I Sight in 2013. But 
it has changed a lot because we were kind of a we were a very rootsy band, like you know, very slow rootsy music that at that time not a lot of people were playing. Mm-hmm. And there was, you know, Seedless and, you know, you had your Simkin Projects and Stranger. And that's what I'm saying. It goes back to, like, you had to go to San Diego. These, a lot of these bands weren't, like, having, weren't touring heavy. And, uh, yeah, I just, um, we always just stood out a little bit. And I know my, my, my fellow musicians used to always be like, man, I just feel like they're not vibing to it. And I'm like, well, it's just a, a different feel. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. everyone's, it's, we were just that roots band in the middle of like you know very moving rock reggae roots you know surf roots whatever everybody wants to call it but yeah i've seen it morph because now there's there's a world for every style now whereas back then show lineups couldn't really be cohesive it's just like you're gonna get your you know your rock reggae you're gonna get your roots reggae you're gonna get a little bit of everything you know whereas now it's like yeah there's you know cumbia reggae you know you got some familia there's just so many at least for me sub genres that have grown and since, since you know, I started in 2010. So since then, you know, Fortunate Youth started in 2009. Our band started in 2010, and yeah, the music scene. So it's evolving pretty quickly. Then it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. I think it's because of the numbers, you know, like mm-hmm. the so many have bubbled up in that time. A lot of bands have died out, and just you know, exponentially a hundred times that number has popped up. And I'm seeing it now, so it's always been weird to be growing within the scene and the community and also observing it from the exterior, too, because I've been doing both at the same time. Yeah. And it's crazy. you know. Even myself, I've expanded, and my work has just gone all over the place from me being a musician mm-hmm. to now you know, I've been tour manager. I do merchandise. I work for festivals. Like I have my own brand. It's just it's also you know, each individual. I've seen a lot of individuals grow also, not just the the community itself what's a band from back then that you would want to see come back that's no longer here oh shoot um i had to always go with those same three bands i always coined them my myspace bands you know that's just (laughs) the band that you know i threw on my profile and that's yeah stranger uh simkin project there is i wouldn't say come back because they just they they don't play as much Mm -hmm. you know two of them are professors in colleges and stuff so i know it gets hard but yeah stranger for sure you know ian young's original band stranger and um yeah, Simkin Project, you know, True Press, the homies. That's like from our era, the 2010, the 2013 True Press. There's a lot of bands, you know, that don't play. Ryan Basilio and the Roosters, I remember, was like a fellow band that we used to play with. And yeah, there's just a lot of bands that kind of, you know, all of us have kind of gone our way. Right. Damn. And then what about yours with Gonzo? Would you guys ever get back together and uh, play I some music? I don't know about the performing side. I, I get kind of shy on stage. So it's like, you know, back then I drank. I haven't drank. It's going to be like, Nine years that I don't drink. It's gonna be nine years in a couple weeks. Congratulations! Congratulations on that one. So if you look at all that footage that I was telling you about, I was probably wasted in all of it. I look back at that stuff. I'm like, I don't remember any of that stuff. Yeah, I was killing it. I was killing it though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you see that footage, you won't recognize me. Just bald. You know, everyone. Same thing. Everyone was like, "Oh, the reggae cholo." Even now, when I show people, they're like, "Dude, you're like straight choloed out." And so that's why even back then, even Mexican people would come up to me at the end of shows and they're like, "Dude, how did you end up on stage?" You know, like. Big old dicky shorts, ball, you know, big ass shirts, and, and did so you again, fuck, even back then. Did you ever fuck around with them? Like, man, I just stumbled up here. Yeah, right? They picked me, pick me up at Home Depot on the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but even then, there was that curiosity where people are like, "Yo, dude, like, I see a lot of myself. Like, how did you get up there? You know?" So yeah. people were still identifying with what I was, you know, with, with my my presence and what, like, what, what's this guy? How do you, how do you, how do you do it? How's he doing it? Now, see, so you got a uh, Jersey young like. 
Jersey style. Is that all your stuff? Your t-shirts and hoodies, whatever. Yeah, all the apparel. I've I throw Razafari on whatever I can get my hands on, um, and some things I can't. But yeah, I got you know hoodies, hats, jackets, beanies. This jersey is actually the only one of these, but I'll probably pull the trigger. I told the guy to make me one because I I pride myself on quality, you know. Mm. And so a lot of times I will own and i will order myself something just to see how long it lasts i don't want people walking around with something that's going to fall apart shrink stretch whatever what have you um so yeah i really really am mindful of what i put it on i was gonna say that's one of my biggest things about a lot of clothing brands is the neck just like starts draping after like four washes it's like down to here i hate that i think it just you know <laughs> I, no i can't stand it because i like i love to support people and i yeah. love to buy their merch but there's sometimes where you get that shirt and the shirt just like drapes all the way down to here and it's like and it's like, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, it's cheap, you know, cheap, inexpensive garments. I don't like the word cheap, cheap, but like inexpensive garments do strange things when you wash and dry them. So they can yeah. stretch, they can shrink, they can, you know, just they get really weird, you know. And for me, it's just like, you know what, I'd rather just spend the extra money and just make sure that someone's going to be rocking this for years to come. And the only thing that might wear out is the design just after years, just because of how much they wear it, which is kind of what people are telling me, you know, like mm. when they're. And they're like, yeah, check out this shirt. Yeah, it's warm, but I mean, it's like my favorite shirt. It's it's the first one that goes on, you know, when I do my laundry, and I just, you know, the second it's washed, it goes right back on. And that, you know, even with me, I own, a, you know, obviously I own one of everything, and yeah, that's mm -hmm. the main thing with me where I'm like, I want to see how long this jacket lasts before you know anything starts showing on it, which I hopefully nothing ever shows, you know. But yeah, definitely, definitely, it's one of those things. But yeah, I have I have it on a little bit of everything. If you just Google Razafari, it'll take you straight to my website. When I started the company. Nothing ever popped up when you typed in those words. So now right. just to see, it's just me. People are like, damn, they th probably think I had to work my way up there. But when no, I started man. the company, I purposely yeah. Googled it and I wanted it to be something that didn't exist anywhere in the, in, you know, in, in, in the, so in the, in the internet specifically. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like now it's, that's why, because up, up to now it's three years of just consistent posting. So it'll direct you to my website almost instantly. And then do you come up with all your designs and yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I have an artist uh, that's, you know, he's Mexican. He's from the same area of Mexico that my family's from, Michoacan. And um, he was, uh, he played an Irie, this band out of Palm Springs called Irie Junctions. He's the guitar player and he's just an amazing muralist and painter. And so I knew mm. that my designs wouldn't require a lot of translation. Mm. Like, you know, I'm like, hey, you know, like NASA, but Raza. Like, hey, like this, but this. And that's kind of what my, you know, even the Drege, like I'm a very, like I love wordplay, you know, so it's like, like this, but this, like that, but you know, and that's it's good because he nails he he nails it. Like I wouldn't have been able to draw it out as as legit, you know, as to the to the directions as I give him. If you know, like, so to have someone that's talented and can really get what I'm trying to say and and make it look beautiful, like the blanket design. I mean, did oh, you yeah, saw everything? Gorgeous. Yeah, everything this guy's ever sent me. I'm like, yeah, this is exactly what I wanted. This is exactly what I I asked for, and he always. Always delivers. I say you're lucky to find someone like that because we've been looking for a graphic designer and we can't find nobody. But he's a more of an artist than but just a straight. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. he's lucky to have somebody like that. Yeah, because yeah. it's hard to find somebody. It is. It is. Yeah. And I, I, I again, the that moment the idea clicked when on that drive, I, mm -hmm. I already knew. I mean, even in my mind, I think maybe subconsciously, I already knew that if and when I knew who I was gonna hit up. Nice. Because I already had seen his artwork. So when I said, hey, I want it to be, you know, like. Mayan, Aztec, Mexica style, but also incorporate Rastafari and, you know, reggae culture and the lions and all of that stuff. Like, you know, he, he got it. He got it instantly. And within two weeks, I was like, yeah, the original designs came out. And since yeah. then, that's been the branding. And that's what, like, 
people associate with the brand now are things that you don't see anywhere, you know, Quetzalcoatl or like Feathered Serpent or Chichen Itza, you mm-hmm. know, it's, I don't know, I find myself it being more like not a brand, it's just like from the culture for the culture is something that mentally yeah. I've always been telling myself because at the booth, people come and the conversations we have at the booth are, you know, music, but then people are like, oh, I've been here and then, it be, and then I'm a nerd, so I'm like, let's talk about pyramids. <laughs> let's talk about pyramids all over the earth. You know, let's talk about history. Let's talk about Mayans. Let's, you know, let's talk about all that stuff. Yeah, and I find not only do they talk to me about all these things, but then all of a sudden these little conversations stem off and then they'll step to the side. And it's I like, love those conversations. Yeah, so, those. yeah, so I've just, like I said, it's, it's definitely become more of a cultural thing too, you know, and me being from California, now I'm starting to incorporate more like, you know, what I consider like West Coast style stuff, mm. um, you know, maybe do more Chicano stuff because I am trying to like branch out of the reggae community, reggae events and see if I can do more either Mexica, like Mayan events, you know, mm. cultural events, um, which the brand would fit in, you know, perfectly or obviously culture. Yeah, just car shows, you know, like Chicano oldies shows. Yeah, I forget the name of the festival, but I know Boyle Heights does something I'll look it up. I'll get back to you on that. But they do something on right there by Mariachi Plaza. Okay. Yeah. He's got a link up with Theo Wesso. Okay. And yeah, I almost did. Um. Do you know you know him, right? Theo Wesso. Uh, if I see. He's him. like at all these events. He has a big like skull. He's dressed like a cholo. Here, I'll pull it up. <laughs> freaking amazing. He just had a huge event that I thought. Actually, now that you're saying that, you guys would have fit perfectly together. His whole art show. Yeah. I almost did. Um. The. Uh, signing from Popeye for uh, Blood and Blood Out because yeah I, I mean it's like the 30th oh, it's the 30th <laughs> this is the this year is the 30 year anniversary of that movie coming out you know it came out April 31st 1993 and so it's uh, and, and um oh yeah yeah dude he's He's in like some, didn't he? He's everywhere. And some music videos too, yeah. right? Yeah. Popped up. Yeah, yeah. And he does like a lot of art. When you like said a big skull, I, I thought like, because I was yeah. watching documentaries, I was like, yo, I just oh, saw like, that documentary like on the oh, aliens. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's like, like, like a big cranium. I mean, it kind of looks like that. Nah, I was like thinking like, you know, <laughs> feral gods, like, you know, like the big old like egg head. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know. Like, maybe I've I'll seen him. I gotta see him without the mask and then I like recognize him because I haven't seen him in that outfit, like in that costume, not in public. I was gonna say I like that Pendleton. Go back. So do you get a uh, do you get approached by um, like the others outside the reggae box, like as far as the Mexicans or whatever? They hit you up. They see that because I seen that automatically. I, I it was a whole big picture that just popped up. I think just because what it says. I think and what I know it means. You know I, I mean? I, honestly, I think subconsciously you probably don't realize it, but it's probably the old English that does that for you, like the font. A lot of people like instant because I hear that from people that are like, I don't know, that kind of be like, that's that might be too gangster for you, like when they're trying to get it for their kids. And I'm like, there's nothing gangster about any, <laughs> of any of this. But I think it's the font, it's the old English font that really? kind of because I've heard a lot of people say that in a good way, like, yo, like the old English font, like the simplicity of it with the old English font really takes you to a uh, like a home that I think it's like a very uh, familiar feeling to some people. Oh yeah, well I I wasn't looking I wasn't looking at about worried about the font. <laughs> this is what it says. <laughs> and what it represents is is what caught my eye. So it didn't I, I really didn't notice the old English. I thought it was an old I didn't joke. either I honestly. Me an old no, joke. a lot of people it's crazy. I, I, yeah. I see the color and I, I don't know it's weird and the word. I don't really look at the A lot of times so people weird. have to double take the word the name, you know, cuz they're like, yeah. "Oh, Rastafari." And they're like, "Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa." <laughs> no. Yeah. Rastafari. And then a lot of people are like, "Ah, it's so what I've been hearing lately at events, it's like <clears throat> so obvious. It's like that thing that's at the tip of your nose right. you can never <laughs> see. They're like, "Yeah, finally someone well, yeah. did it." You know, okay. it's like one of those things that you you 
you didn't know you wanted to exist until you see it, and then you're like, oh. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I guess my question would be, uh, like, you get acknowledged more with that from the outside, like the essays or the paisas, the paisafaris, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, people, I think people like it. Um, yeah. That's so when I first started the company, I really tried to keep it, like, very Mayan. I was like, hey, I want to do more Mexican-themed stuff and lean more towards reggae, um, like, infusion of that. And then as the brand came about, I'm like, you know what? I don't want to box myself in and box an, a whole world out. That was yeah. my main thing. I don't want to exclude 80% of the people just because I want to just direct it at 20, you know? Right. So, yeah. So I've morphed and now I like now I have like NASA designs, you know, like Atari style designs. Like I have one that's like the Mazapan candy, um, the rose. And uh, there's still some, you know, feathered serpent and lion helmets, some Mayan, you know, Mexica influences mm. in that stuff. But uh Honestly, I, I've been finding everybody, everybody digs it. I think everybody re gets what it is. You know, I think I, I noticed that at the booth because I'm just sitting in my chair and I see mm -hmm. people walk by and they're like, I can kind of almost pinpoint who's going to guide themselves towards <laughs> what. Like a lot of white people lately have been going towards the NASA design because they're like, oh, my God, my son's in NASA or my son's daughter. Like, oh, he'd love that. Or he's an engineer. And yeah. so even little kids, they're like, you know, they walk by because they recognize the NASA sign. Right. And so they're like, oh, that's like NASA. And I'm like, yeah, that's. That's why I did it. <laughs> That's why I did it. Let's nice. build on what they, you know, they, let's build on these brands um, that other people have already kind of put the money into perfecting and just add, you know, just add to it a little bit. Then there's then there's a bunch of original stuff too, you know. Um, but yeah, I think it's still like I said, I'm still working on some stuff with my guy, still working on some new artwork. But uh, yeah, going back to your question, uh, um, even Mexican people who don't listen to reggae and have anything to do with it. Like my mom, for right. instance, perfect example. My mm -hmm. mom loves anything Razafari, and I mean I'm her kid, so whatever. But <laughs> yeah, your mom doesn't yeah, count. Good, <laughs> but I know, I know a lot of people. I know a lot not of people. Not a good example there. Yeah. It, it isn't. It isn't. But though, because we got some moms that are just blunt. No, that sucks me whole. Yeah, <laughs> that no. is actually no, that's whole. true. No, that's true. No, go take that back. No. Well, yeah, but that does it. You know, what I mean, anybody would like, like Kid Frost. You yeah. Know, yeah. Kid Frost, he's like. That's Dude, I, I went to go see um, Felipe Esparza, and I gave them a bunch of stuff, and they were stoked on it, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I find that people see don't raza, see... Yeah. You think Kid Frost. People think La Raza. Oh, La Raza, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. Kid Frost, and then all that, you know what I mean? But Raza Far, that's, that's, that's deep it's to in, It's not, and, and it's getting there. And I, I honestly, uh, as the company, as of three years, I've it's it's allowed me to know more about myself and my history and my right. people like yeah. so yeah i didn't know a lot as much as i do now and mm -hmm. there's still so much more to know but yeah i've it, I, it's allowed me to reconnect with and you know like my ancestors and you know where my family and where i might may have come from and that's something that had it wasn't in my head when i started the company so that's a beautiful thing that has come out of this is it's really allowed me to identify with you know who yeah. i've always been um, yeah, yeah. And are you learning more when, when you're coming up with new designs is, and you're looking at images or is it you're learning more about the history from people that you're meeting because yeah. of the brand? Or? Yeah, there's, I've definitely met a few like, you know, other brands, Mi Pura Cultura, and then I've met some other artists along the way and followed some artists that have really like, that have opened the, the, my mind more to not just the designs, but also that, you know, the history behind, you know, mm. the deities and, you know, like know what you're putting yeah out there. yeah know what i'm putting out there and just getting to know like yeah just getting to know more of more like i said more of my people for sure because uh, you know my family's from like michoacan so i mean i'm sure there's spanish influence in there but i just love to find that connection to you know i mean 
500 years ago wasn't that long ago really and just being able to kind of mentally just kind of figure what what was happening there you know and um because reggae it's like i know so much reggae i mean it was my life and it still is you know so i dove deep into that Mm. and my dad was my connection to mexico you know as a kid we'd we'd go every year you know for christmas for those posadas and all that stuff so i grew Mm. up (laughs) not a stranger to that life but it was my dad that really kept kept it alive for me you know and so like the brand has kind of allowed me to take that just, you know, 10 generations further than that. And even my dad loved it. And that's the thing, even my grandpa, I mean, that's what, that's what kind of my grandpa comes over. He loves the hats. He's, he's, you know, he's, he's stoked on it. My, my mom's dad. So I'm like, okay, well that's, that's, that's like, good. That, yeah, that hits it's me where I'm like, yo, that's, I, I got see, all kinds of family members, you know, will buy stuff. They'll, I see the orders going out to cousins and, you know, even that's my sick. nieces and stuff. So it's moving. Yeah, it's moving mm-hmm. and people are supporting you. My, you know, people that I would assume, you know, sometimes would want free stuff are like, no, like, I'll see the names come up. I'm like, okay, they could have just dropped me a DM, you know, my nieces or whatever. No, but it's big to support your family. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's it really is big. Sure. And then, um, so out of all your designs, which one sells? Uh, you the know best. what? It, I I mean, I'm like an analytics person and I watch my numbers every week. I do my expenses. I'm like my own accountant and all that stuff. And it's all it all really pretty much sells equally. equally. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. Interesting. Yeah. W- usually if I run out of certain sizes, if I run out of too many sizes or options, I will not set it up. And, you know, I'm like, oh, maybe my sales will drop. But yeah, that's kind of what shows me that you know, because I, when I design stuff, I don't know if anyone's going to like it. You know, the joggers were a big thing where I'm like, is anyone going to want Rosafari joggers? And those went quick. And so, you know, it kind of uh, it kind of motivates me more to, you know, just keep at it, keep designing stuff. Like, I just mentioned yeah, it at Sierra Nevada. Yeah, at Sierra Nevada, you know, World Music Festival two weekends ago. I, I was just telling people, like, man, I don't, like, I don't know what's going to be next. You know, I, I don't know what's going to be next. Um, I mean, I'm working on stuff, but I... Yeah, it's it's ever evolving. Uh, you know, I'm just walking around and mentally aware of everything around me. I love brands. I love images. You know, so I'm a big fan of simple branding. You know, this year I'm trying to do more artwork, but I still base Rosafari on just simple branding things that you can clearly see from far away and be able to tell what it is from right. far away. Mm-hmm. That's really I'm a big fan of that. You know, like yeah. I always go back to the same thing I tell people. It's like when you drive by, like to talk about Bell, the arches. <laughs> The pictures, the pictures will tell you what they are. You don't even need the words, and that's always been something that I've that for the first three years I told my artist, I'm like, for our first two years, I just want it to be simple branding, mm-hmm. simple branding. I want people to really be able to recognize this, and I think a lot of people will like, they'll text me at events and like, man, your stuff's everywhere, and it's I think it's because it's just so visible that it pops, you know, like there, it's just simple. There's just words, you know, maybe one image and words, and so I think in their mind they might think it's everywhere, but mm-hmm. I think it's because in the sea of artwork where you can't really tell what the brand is, you have something that's just telling you straight, like, boom, right in your face, like, hey, like, that's really good. And the hats, you know, everything, I really try to make it something that is beautiful and it's nice art, but also maybe something that you can definitely from far away be able to tell, like, what it is. Now, how did you get your company started? Um, well, so... Was it... Because I know, like, what you had said, you're just, like, you hit up your boy, blah, 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 and you guys went for it. What was that process? Did you already have like a warehouse full of clothes? Like what? Are you no. drop shipping? Yeah, are you like... drop shipping? No, I do it all myself. It's okay. all me. It's all in my room. It's all in my house. Um, but I mean, I've been doing so. I've been doing merchandise since 2014 for bands. I started with the Rise Roots in 2014. 
jumped on to the Expanders in 2015, mm-hmm. was with them for three years, and then did I Told Vibes for a bit in that time. Then I jumped over to uh, Tribal Seeds. So, like, I've always, and then, uh, you know, I, I started off at the California Roots on their staff as on their main merch booth, too. So, like, I just was always around merchandise <coughs> and hearing people's suggestions and, you know, concerns with clothing and complaints. Mm-hmm. And so that's why when I started Razafari, like, the system, you know, helping like with Tribal Seeds running their online store and Shopify and them actually having a storage unit where that I can like go and make my own, even though it wasn't my own merch, like organize it the way that I felt would help me streamline, you know, big numbers, fast numbers. And so when I started Razafari, I think it was just all set. Like the systems I've been using for eight, nine years, mm-hmm. um, like the way I set up the booth, the tables, the storage, the everything about it was I already had simplified it enough that one person, which is I've always just been doing things by myself, like one person can do it very easily, very low stress. And that's that's why I think people sometimes are like, damn, dude, for being three years, it's pretty legit, but it's because it's three years sitting on top of nine years of experience or, or you know, okay. seven years of experience, yeah. Yeah, and that's that's really where all my experience with the merchandise came from is, okay. is, other, is bands, yeah, bands and festivals. So wait, you said you do everything yourself, but are you? You're not printing. You're not. No, I go no. through a company. They do okay. all the. They do all the big band stuff. That's who I was. That's I've been working with them for years. But they do like Revolution, Stick Figure, Iration, the Movement. I ra- I mean, yeah, Common Kings, everybody. So, basically, I mean, you know, that's why people are like, damn, dude, like your stuff's just as good as. It's not. It's not that it's justice. It's the same. It's the same. You know, same blankets that I get are the same. Same manufacturer that Stick Figure Revolution gets their stuff from. So, you know, like the the quality's there, but except I don't worry about budget whereas other people like big big companies they're trying to you know push more more bucks yeah. out i don't do that you know because i'm a smaller scale and at the end of the day like i'm up against them and i think for me it's just quality is going to speak for itself for sure you know i think it's the long, like i've been telling myself the long it's like the long yeah. game you know so i'm just trying to just see two years ahead with the, with the product you know a lot of people okay. don't want that you know it's, you know in the in the commercial world you know they don't want products that last obviously because they want you to keep coming back and buy more whereas with me i'm like no like i feel like the more quality and the better the longer these type of things last Mm -hmm. the more people will want to come and support and get the next shirt because they already know oh shoot well the last one lasted me you know no issues with it so why not keep supporting you know Mm -hmm. and when you put out i think not as good quality stuff then you know people might be hesitant to get the next shirt the next sweater because they're going to go back and be like well i don't know the first one like you know I supported them because I love them. You know, their family. I supported them because of their fam and all that stuff. But uh, like, I don't. I, I also am not a big fan of you know, like yeah, yeah. Whenever I go to shows and I, you know, I go to, I go and try to buy merch from bands and I look at the tag and I'm like, fuck, I don't want to get this now because like, I know this thing's gonna, <laughs> this is gonna shrink on me. This right. thing's gonna totally shrink on me. I bought a shirt from an oldies band and I rather would not say their name because you know right. I don't want to bash them, but I bought a shirt. Super stoked and yeah, fucking fit me great. And I washed it once and it's like a halter top now. (laughs) So that's the stuff, you know. Cheap garments do very weird things when you wash and dry them, man. So it's just better to do tried and true, you know, better just get stuff that has already been, you know, it's already been proven. And I was gonna say, I've seen you at festivals and I, even though there are other, like, besides bands, obviously, band merch, all the other vendors, there's nobody really like you. Uh, and what do you mean? Like, yeah, when I've gone to the festival, I've never seen any other vendor like you. Like with your, I mean, like I said, it's the same as like band merch, but with your culture, like what you represent. Everybody else is kind of 
dime a dozen. I get it's the same thing all the time. Yeah, you know, I, you guys just stand out. Yeah, I mean, I I guess I cannot speak on that just because I'm looking from the inside out, so it's hard for me to really, you know, and I'm in my own bubble, you know, I don't really. Well, so do you think there are like a lot of competition for you? Because uh, I don't see it. Personally. No, I mean, I always just look at it as community. We're just building communities, so I don't really look at it as competition. But um, you know, I think some, you know, like Island Vibe Fest is a perfect example. I I consider myself one of many there because it was a culture event, and so the brands next to me weren't Raza at all, and they weren't Farai at all, and they were neither. They definitely weren't Raza Farai, but like, but they were, you know, Chamorro, and they, you know, they had. There were each one was a culture brand, and so that's when I'm like, that's something that. I think is what maybe you might be referring to, where it's just bands putting out designs, but they're the only. And this is because I've been smoking and I've been thinking about it, right. trying to think of what. But it, the only other brand that I can think of that to me kind of can relate would be Sea Law Jerseys, and that's now Kingman Roots, mm -hmm. because that is a culture brand. Like his stuff is based on, you know, Islander, and he makes the Mexico jersey that I always rock. That's almost like this one, you know, and like. Sea Law jerseys, that's, you know, they had their, their Guam and their Hawaii jerseys, and you can get the Mexico jerseys, you can get all the different, you know, cultures, and yeah. I don't, you know, that's, I think that's what maybe yeah. you don't, you don't see culture brands out there, and yeah. unless you go to a culture event, you're not going to yeah. see someone that's like really hitting you with culture, you know, and I think, Mike, the brand carries both the Rasta, you know, the reggae culture with it, not just because of the name, but some of the, you know, I have... You know, Haile Selassie shirt, and I got the Razafari red, gold, and green with the lion in the middle, you know. But then I also have, you know, like the Feathered Serpent, Quetzalcoatl, Chichen Itza. So it's just, th there's culture there, you know. Like, right. And I think that that is definitely something that I don't really see much of, you know, unless like Common Kings. But even honestly, the Common Kings, they only have the one that it's the letters. Right. Right. So, yeah, I think that's probably what it is. Yeah. It's that everyone's just, it's that, that might be what kind of would make me. Stand as a out. brand, as yeah. a brand different than other people, it's just it's pretty heavy culture. Even though I don't push it as such, right. but it is culture, and it's you know it's from both cultures. That I mean, I I mean did break like I said, I bleed reggae. You know, I just I love it. I love artists. You know, eighties, seventies, sixties, rocksteady. You know, all that stuff. I just I love it all. I love it all, and so yeah, I really try to push not just a brand. But like I also want to push that culture in 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 a very finesse in a very nice you know very very like well put together image if I can and that's so I don't rush the designs because I'm like I don't know this isn't really hit how I want it to hit you know whether it's really like the like the blank is a perfect example you know we had to tweak it a little bit where I'm like okay this is almost making me cry right now like this is good you know <laughs> yeah. like even my friends are like wow this is just something about the image that I decided to put on the blanket people are like. Wow, just something is very like you know, powerful. yeah, powerful about it. And Definitely. I'm like, yeah, I kind of, I got, I got that, you know. That's why I'm like, you know what? Let's not do a shirt. Let's 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 go big with this. And he was just like, he, I don't, because he didn't know what I was thinking about doing mm -hmm. with the with the design. But yeah, yeah, definitely try my best to um, not just make a brand out of these two things, but shine light on both the cultures if I can, if and when I can. Yeah, for sure. And are you ever gonna put that um, design on a hoodie? Uh, yeah, <laughs> because I'm waiting. I gotta figure it out because it. it it I don't it doesn't sit right with me to have it on the back because my hair like you know like right. your hair's gonna cover it so it's like I'm just trying to figure what to put it on the front or how to tweak it a bit to make make it fit on the back where it doesn't cover important parts you know right. or at least to me that I consider important. Did I love that you think like that too? Because I would have never people just slap it on anything. You know what I mean? It's oh, like no, yo no, my hair no. and 
I'm like a perfectionist when it comes to the certain things, and it's honestly for me, it's it's feel like I've seen some of you know he's he sent a, he'll send image you know ten eleven images sometimes, and I'll just be like boom, that's the one, and just be like pull the trigger. So sometimes you just you just know you know it's like it's hard to even explain. This is that in, that that intuition, that insight that no one really sees. It's like you know, but I like the NASA one's a perfect example. The Mazapan, you know, just certain things where I'm like yo, regard let's. They're all great, but this one really, really speaks to me, and I, that's you know that's those are the ones that I just pull the trigger on quick, right. and they seem to do well. You know, and there's still a lot of designs I haven't dropped that you know have come in in those batches, and I'm like, okay, they're all great, but this one for sure, let's run with it for now, and then I'll revisit it. You know, that's sick, and then that's why you're not on that timetable then, because it's not until you feel it will yeah. you drop it. And I don't you know, and, and like I said, it's just me, so you know, which is you know, it's it's it can be. It's a good and a bad thing because I don't have anyone checking me, you know. So right. if I'm too eager at times and I pull the trigger on certain things, and then I go back and I'm like, oh crap, maybe I should have waited a little bit. I could have changed it a little bit, right? You know, with the order, mm-hmm. maybe I couldn't. I, I shouldn't have put myself in the hole. Like, was it? You know, did it need to happen? And so that's one thing I'm learning this year is just to slow down a bit, slow down and really just look at designs a little bit closer and just give everything a little like the events, not just rush events, you know. Make sure I have the right product for the right time of year for the right event. So it's like there's a lot of stuff that goes into it if you really want to do it right that I think a lot of people just don't think about. You know, right. I was talking to my boss at Ace about that stuff. Where it's like there are things that are seasonal. And there are things that will sell more in SoCal than NorCal. There's just, you know, there's, a, there's, there's more, you know, depending on the event. There's just a lot. You can't just take the same stuff to the same event and expect to, you know, like kill it every time. Like you really got to like tweak stuff and adjust stuff and order things specifically for certain weather certain environments certain events yeah yeah there's a bigger picture that's what i'm saying that that's from the experience that's where you know that's where that experience comes from where someone coming in and starting a brand may not have that experience already but i've been out there just like i said hearing all the complaints hearing everyone just (laughs) that's really what it is it's just like why no no no, did i didn't know about next level until i started doing merch for bands now is there a specific level i mean level uh area (laughs) that responds better to your clothing than others no. Like I said, what might sell in NorCal might not sell in San Diego. What might sell in LA might not sell in Fresno. Um, no, you everywhere. know, I know like color wise, you know, I mean, it's like reds, NorCal, you know, blue, SoCal, right. you know, and then you <laughs> put, and then it works locally because you got Anaheim Angels red, and then you got Dodgers blue. So that's you know, like, but again, that's things that I know okay. of, and it's in my head. Yeah, so like right. a lot of people wouldn't wouldn't think like that, but yeah. I do. Yeah, so if I'm going up, I would be like, yeah, let's take some red, you know, tanks. To go something red because like, again I, I you know you got your San Francisco 49ers that it's hey. a red gold you know so it's like that it's so it's stuff like that that you know can really really make a difference going up there with you know like I used to have the black with gray it's like almost Raiders hat and going up going into certain areas then that's what I'm saying then you go back and you're like well maybe this wasn't a good item but you really got to think deeper and be like well where did I go do this what time of year did I go do this you know yeah. and like I learned that with uh, certain bands where you have one thing that sells so well that it essentially makes everything sells very little. Okay. And so you you think you're sitting on bad designs, bad items, when in reality you're just competing against yourself. And sometimes removing that bestseller for even a little bit can sometimes shine light on other designs that may not be getting that love simply because you have such a dope design that can kind of do that for you. You know, I've seen that happen. Yeah. With the expanders, we had that one Los Angeles Roots design that was like, killed it every time and we'd drop new designs and stuff and some of times they wouldn't do it but when when that one would drop out that's when i noticed that people would start getting the other ones yeah so some sometimes it's good to you know drop down your your best seller just to kind of push other products at least what i think yeah 
What? It seems like you're killing it. Uh, we're trying. <laughs> we're trying. We're trying. <laughs> three years strong. So yeah, go, three years right? strong. Yeah, three three years strong. And the garment industry is not an easy industry. You it know. Is? No, I mean it's not. It's it's I a mean, whole nother world. The na- the nature of it is you start in the hole, you know, because you have to spend money to get the product first right. before you even know if you can sell it. You know, and that's I think what holds a lot of people back is just knowing you you're you're digging yourself into a hole right from jump. Right. You know, and and I mean to be here three years later and to you know started with a sweater, a shirt, and a tank top, and now you see the booth and you got you know I got like sixteen different shirts and you know like six seven different girls tanks and hats and stickers, stickers and lanyards i'm just like pins i'm just like yeah it's a, i have no idea what i'll be putting it on next you know i just know that i'm gonna and i try to find stuff that sometimes is culturally specific like you know like i had the tortilla servietas that i had my mom embroider you know like i did that a couple years back that people are like what is this <laughs> but other <laughs> people were, <laughs> but other people were like oh shit this reminds me of my grandma making these uh, and yeah. you know wrapping the tortillas up in the you know in the wicker with tortilla holder yeah. you know and like so it's Things that I'm like, yeah, no one. Who else is gonna be doing this? You know, like, you're not gonna see stick figure like tortilla servietas, you know, any, any, anytime soon. <laughs> no. you're, you're not. You're not. So it was things like that where I'm like, okay, there's, I got some, you know, there's, there's things I can work with within this, within my culture and within reggae culture that a lot of people probably can't because the brand or the band isn't really aimed that way. Right. So we'll see what I, we'll see what I come up with sombreros <laughs> next or something. You know, we'll see. That'd be we'll sick see though. the botas, <laughs> Dang. No. the cowboy boots. That'd, that'd be interesting. I'll buy them for all y'all. No, <laughs> <laughs> they would buy that though. They would. Oh, yeah. they would. Hell yeah. Two thousand a pop. Yeah, they'll get it. That's what? Uh, <laughs> them, them boots, man. They don't play with them boots. Man. No, they can't do boots the way my feet are. Oh my hurts. god. Nope. <laughs> Not steel toe Even boots. Even these are <laughs> Not steel toe boots. No, my feet are wide. Even this hurting. No one cares. Can I borrow your life? What a dick. Yeah, dick. Yeah, dick. Yeah, dick. Shout out to Megan and Amber. Yeah, you know, but now that now that I, you know, one thing I kind of want to mention is that now that I started the brand, one of the best, most rewarding things for me is having people come up and ask me questions about like the setup and mm-hmm. you know, like I'm very. You've come by the booth. You've seen me. I'm very like ADHD. Like it's very neat. Everyone's like, dude, this shit's like in like too neat, you yeah. know. <laughs> but um, I I've been finding it to be like a workshop sort of where I've been able to like use it as a teaching mechanism for people trying to like maybe figure out their merch setup, you know. And you know, people are asking me about my you know my suppliers all the time, and I'm like, yeah, man, they you know because they're they don't have a website. They all it's all word of mouth, you know. But oh, shit. Yeah, so I, like, I, I feel bad because then they're like, oh, what's their website? And I'm like, dude, don't even bother because it just has their contact information on their website. But they, like I said, they do all the bands. They do hip-hop acts, too. They don't just do reggae bands, but it's it's tried and true. I've been They do everything but my stickers. You, I don't know who you guys use, but I, I do Tommy Rocks. It. Yeah, yeah, sticker, sticker guy. guy. He Zinc. does ours, yeah. too. Yep. He does all our uh, all my stickers. Other than that, Via Merch does all my stuff, like every single thing. Now you got me thinking because that's my job. But yeah. Yeah, do so. No, you you've dropped a lot of knowledge too? on me that I'm going to take home and rethink a, a lot of the shit that I'm doing right now. I've always so been a big Thank fan you. of sharing knowledge, you know? And it's like there's two different types of people in the world. There's people that like get the experience and they get the knowledge and they just keep it and they hoard it, you right. know, because it's like that. It's it, it, it's their niche. It's kind of what sets it's what keeps <laughs> work coming at them, you know? And like that's cool if and when, you know? But uh-huh. 
I've always felt that like the more the community rises, the higher you'll climb for sure. Like you know, if it, it's there's it, room for everyone. Yeah, when one person's going, you know, climbing higher than the rest, eventually you crash, and when you crash, no one's gonna have your back because you've never you there is no sense of community yeah. there, you know. And so for me, I've 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 found that to I, I find it to be the opposite for me, where I'm like, look. I need to share this stuff because the better off we all are, the better off we all are, you know, and that's the, that's the reality of it. And so um, that's that's why I don't ever I don't ever hoard any information about anything. You know, you need pins, you need stickers, you need I mean, how where are the boxes that, I, you know, wh- how do I did this? How do I do that? Like, please, like, you know, message me. You know, I, I got you. You're only hoarding Thank reggae. You. That's it, right? Uh, no, <laughs> and even then, if you need the if you, got, if you need 170 gigs of reggae, I have <laughs> If you ever wondered if, uh, you know, who had D- Augustus Pablo's full discography. Wow. That's, that's, that's <laughs> impressive, there. man. That's that impressive. is. It's sitting there. It's sitting there. You, you can sit there and listen to that guy just go for 170 gigs, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so my very first reggae album I ever bought was Augustus Pablo meets yeah. King Tubby, Rockers oh, Uptown yeah, at the yeah, Old yeah. Tower Record in Brea. That's yeah. my very first reggae album. And honestly... Wow. First two years, I only listened to dub reggae. I didn't. Le- yeah. I didn't even realize there was like reggae with words. And I still <laughs> <laughs> nowadays I still hear li- like rhythms and songs, and I'm like, oh fuck, that's like that dub, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah forever. Yeah, all I listened to definitely. was dub, yeah. and then I finally started getting into like Black Uhuru and all that. And then I'm like, wait, what? What's going on out there? You know, there's more than just the Bob Marley legends. What? Oh, <laughs> what, what, yeah. what else is out there? Oh man, there's yeah. a lot, <laughs> and I haven't even found it all. That's the crazy part. So on the, uh, you would just say you got a lot of instrumentals from old school. Um, obviously, you probably do lovers rock and all that stuff. Lovers just, rock. Just yeah, this reggae is crazy. Just like how the, much to those little vinyl versions. The vinyls, yeah. yeah. Touring with Tribal, we call them the Twelvies. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah. You just the the rarities. You know, like I know, like Jaw Gumby, Hawaii. They got like the charities for rarities, and you know, on right. YouTube you can check it, and they just. It's just them playing records on a record. There's like a full room full of them, and they just, crazy. they just, yeah, that's yeah. Crazy. Back then, that was like what I'm saying. That's that's where I'm like, what you know, like if I if I wanted to hear something obscure, I knew where to look. You know, I knew who to hit up. I knew what pages to to follow to find someone posting, like things that. Def- I mean, dude, none of my friends, even to this day, there's still stuff that none of my, you know, I, I listen. To, I just I live reggae, you know, and I still always I'm always out there listening to stuff in France, you know, some of my favorite bands now are from France, you know, the Nigerians and, yeah. you know, Rod Anton, Joe Pilgrim, like Nadia Mackinoff, like they're all from France. Interesting. Hell, you're going to have to shoot yeah. us that list so we can look these up. <laughs> the Raza, so if you go to Spotify, <laughs> just horrible. like look up Razafari Apparel, like I changed the name, like my personal one to just that and I have oh, all the playlists yeah. you could ever want. My most popular is the reggae Christmas playlist I have. That one's, that one. <laughs> That's the one that everyone everyone be bumping in Christmas. Yeah, (laughs) I wait all year for that one. (laughs) So have you added to that 170 gigs, or you're still going? No, that one stays as is. As is. Yeah, they should just bury me with that one at this point. Wow. Yeah, because like yeah, I think of it like the probably won't happen. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it in my will. Bury me with. Someone's gonna take that. Someone's gonna take it. My running joke. My running joke is just to bury me with a fully charged phone, with a backup battery charger, like fully charged laptop, and just in case one day someone just you know unearths me, just like boom, login's already there, and then just you know like so now that I'm on this topic and I'm getting high. For years, I've been telling my kid that I don't want to be buried. I just want to be shot into space. And I'm like, has anyone ever done that? Because I just was like, 
What? And that's that's where the idea of like <laughs> send me somewhere with a fully charged everything and a backup thing and then my music and all this stuff and if I ever get you know come across anything that can access these things, it'll have you know just all this shit about me and you know what I did. An alien just randomly. What's a dead body? Wait a minute. Yeah, wait. What, what is, is that? that? 170 okay. gigs of what? what? Pablo? Put the shit in. Who is I this? Fucks oh, with this. Fuck. Yeah. yeah, I can definitely see an alien right? say that. Shot in the space, huh? Just like, just, just get out like, there and just ice up and just. <laughs> so I actually saw a Star Trek episode where they someone died and they shot them into space and I think that's yeah. where they started. Like, yeah, they, they someone passed away and they and they uh, put him in a thing and they just like and they just sent him out and I'm like, yo, <laughs> I think that was Spock. That's how I want to yeah. go. Was Spock? Was Spock. I was like, that's yeah, me, in the dude. movie they shoot him out into space when he that's, dies. That's, yeah. <laughs> Oh, really? Who wow. knows? Who knows? I didn't know that. I'm not a nerd, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> he knew it. That's probably like the only episode of Star Trek I've ever seen, but I was like, the, it's just stuck that idea where I'm like, yo, I, I want to be shot in the Wait, space. Will Shatner, Star Trek? or? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Will Shatner, yeah. yeah. I, I, like I said, I, I don't ever watch it. I don't know why I was watching it, but that episode, <laughs> for whatever reason, spoke. it was on and it spoke to me, and I'm like, yo, I, I need this. I need this. How much is it going to cost? Because I thought, like, in my head, I was like, I've made sense of it. Like, oh, well, they, you know, they can put satellites and study the universe and just send me to, like, an area that they can't visit, that no person alive could visit or animal and just fire me there (laughs) with whatever you want. But as long as I get to take all my reggae shit with me. Dang. Yeah. Razafari stuff, too. You know, one of each shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Like, towing a trailer of merch. (laughs) Okay. You know, the booth just, like... Press the button and it just sets up the booth already, like good to go. The aliens come back wearing all the shit. These are the things I think. These are the things that keep me up at night. Right. <laughs> the tag in this is it's all me. It's all me. It's all me. Yeah. <laughs> Website information on the on the trailer. That's sick. Nice. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna do the uh, hot box ten and ten with you. All right. All right. It's ten questions, ten seconds. Okay. It's not gonna last ten seconds. Yeah. So. Let's go. Okay. Sativa, indica, or hybrid? Uh, hybrid. Favorite piece of clothing? Sweater. Pullover or zip-up sweatshirts? Pullover. Favorite reggae artist? <sighs> I, can I pass on that for now? Can we revisit it? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Death row meal. <laughs> I like how you pronounce that one. Clearly I had to make time. sure for Christian Oko just in case. Uh, lasagna. <laughs> Ooh, that's a first. All right. Are ugly feet a deal breaker? No. There we go. Who's your celebrity crush? Uh, who is my celebrity crush? I don't know. I'll pass. Let's let's go back to that one. Okay. <laughs> Number one item on your bucket list. <sighs> I want to see Machu Picchu or like Chichen Itza for sure. Any nice. any like Del You wanna, know any any of these? I want to go. You want to go? <laughs> yeah, let's go. Yo, so I'm, tra- yeah. Well, after the afterwards, we'll revisit it. If you I'll do a safari field trip eventually. <laughs> oh. Just, you know, tax write off. I'm just like, what can I, what can I write off? <laughs> all of it. Like, all of it. I've been speaking on like tax writing off, and all my homies that are like starting little brands are like, yo, we need to talk more. I'm like, dude, everything is <laughs> everything. a write off. Everything. <laughs> everything. All right. If you can bring three things to a deserted island, what would you bring? <sighs> and why? Probably like a Bluetooth speaker, you know. Your hard drive. That, yeah, probably thinking <laughs> that external hard drive and then something to play, the, yeah, like the computer to blast it to the JBL. Because, like, I don't know. I mean, 
I saw Castaway, and that full lasted three years without anything at all. Just so as long as I got the music, I can you know, it'll help me get shit done quicker. I wouldn't. It wouldn't take me three years. If I got if I had music, he would have done it in like six months. Right. <laughs> Keeps, you know that music's the motivator, man. When you get bummed out, like that music would have been there for him, and he wouldn't have needed what was the ball's name? Wilson. Wilson. He wouldn't have needed Wilson, man. He yeah, that had, one he would have stayed. He would have had Jaw right there if he had the music, the JBL. Yeah. And he wouldn't, like, you know, I feel like you know mentally and emotionally, I think he probably would have felt a little bit more like not on his own. Right. More there would have so been music yeah. that he could relate yeah, that's to. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely when he lost it's his the mind. Weed, it's the hit. It's the joint. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Lime. Let <laughs> me Lime. Yes. I'm doing it right. Yes. <laughs> All right. Last question. If you can turn any 80s song into a reggae cover, what would it be? Ooh. <sighs> you know, uh, super random. Never thought about this, but my dad really liked that song, Rumors. And I think that would be a dope song. I've never, uh, I can't even hear it in my head yet, but when I leave here, I'll think about it. And the best part is I have friends that could probably do this for me. Oh, shit. Like the Eureka, like, you know, Ryan and them are so insanely talented. Like, oh, I, I guarantee if I was like, Eureka yo, make sound. this into reggae, they could totally do it. He could, he and them could totally do it in like two weeks. Shout yeah. out Eureka Sound. I want to see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah Eureka Sound. Yeah. They, Freaking I freaking love, love them. Tyler, yeah. Ryan. Ryan's birthday's coming up. Yeah. Hey. Ryan, Ryan was my, so Ryan came in and took over Expander's merchandise when I decided to not do tour managing and merchandise for the first time. And I was like, you know what? I know. I know, I know the perfect person. So yeah, shout out Ryan's sick. always. Hey. Ryan's always getting me out of my shell. Like, dude, come over to the studio, and I'm like, ah. <laughs> but I'm doing nothing. <laughs> so thank you, Ryan, for motivating me. Amazing people. Those moments that I didn't need, I didn't know I needed to get out of the house. Yeah, like being, you know, because so at, you know, I was telling you I used to record in mm-hmm. a couple rooms yeah. down, and it's I've just been tour managing on the road for so long that like I haven't just been able to sit in a room and just be around musicians creating, you know, and Ryan, like I said, he's it was having free time is something new to me. Like this is the first year that I've had free time. And so like I always thought like I was just like being useless, you know, because I'm so used to, you know, my dad had a gardening business and I've been working with him since I was like 11, you know, like all of us in my family, my, my brothers and stuff. And so I've always been working and, you know, just tour life i started in 2013 and i never stopped essentially you know i just more and more tours more and more i think people a lot of people forget about that you know because i don't really post about it a lot but yeah it's just 10 weeks on the road one time i was on the road 16 weeks it was two two different tours and it was just january all the way to april and i was just like dude this is (laughs) insane you know (laughs) yeah but i forgot what we were talking about because i'm high <laughs> All right, back tour, to tour life does that to you. I'm traumatized. <laughs> Who's your celebrity crush? Ah, oh, shit. Uh, um, celebrity crush. I don't know. Maybe. Um, what's the chick from? If you don't Carmen know her Diaz. name, Carmen <laughs> oh, if you don't Diaz, know her name, right? The mask. Carmen Something Diaz. about Mary. Cameron Diaz. Cameron. Cameron yeah, Diaz. Cameron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cameron Diaz. Yeah, the mask. She like looks like she never ages in like any movie. Yeah, she doesn't. What was the other one I skipped? Uh, favorite reggae artist. <sighs> Modern, current, like current or ever or ever. Ever? I don't know. Has anyone ever answered that? Yes. Ouch. <laughs> I don't even. <laughs> that's crazy. I don't. I we'll narrow we'll it they? down. Who no, you listening to right now? Oh, like yeah. who, who yeah, you yeah, got? Yeah. Who you got <laughs> listen to? Like I said, your... honestly, anything, anything with the Nigerians, you know, like I just, yeah, I found them like. 2016, some rooty homies from San Diego like put me on to like a song or two. I I brought it like I came around the I came around all the homies. I was like, dude, 
check these guys out and uh but yeah the Ligerians so they're like a band but they record with a few artists and every, uh, you know everything like I always say everything they touch is gold it's like for me I love really roots not very too busy like yeah. musicians mm. respecting the space between each other and the song you know and just creating air where it needs it I don't know it's just like you know to me it's just beautiful and you know like air, like I said they're every artist they've ever worked with I'm like yeah this is exactly what I individually like fuck with hard you know like roots have you heard of uh, Fakir Amlak? I have, I have. I, he's, he's like that's his. Like he's Deb Roots that's Rico's uh, brother, right? Yeah. From, right, right. So, yeah. <laughs> so full circle, you know. Like, yeah, he I, he came out to me and I gave him a shirt at the Sea Lake show where the where highly, highly powered is that what highly charged highly charged where highly yeah. charged sound system was set up and he came over and we were talking and then as we were talking he was like oh yeah my brother's Rico and I'm like dude like. And he told me his name, and I'm like, yo, I remember you from, like, 10, you know, when we were talking about the scene and stuff. I remember and be on nice site meeting him in, like, maybe 2012 and just being like, yo, I fuck with this. Because, again, back then, it was even rarer to find right. modern people doing, like, a slower style reggae. You know, like, we could say, term, we can throw out roots and surf and all that stuff, but to me, it's, like, the best way to discern it is, like, just a slower style reggae where everybody was really trying to speed up and play more instruments. And, you know, there wasn't that space that I was just talking about where every every second of the song is occupied by something. Like, that's what I, that's kind of where I refer, like, I can see the, the evolution of certain music where I'm like, man, like, there's a lot of discipline to give those songs the space that really kind of create the feel, like a heavy feel. Yeah. Mm. You know, wh whereas you're not hearing it, you're feeling it, you know? Like, I, that's, what I, that's what I always think about feel good roots reggae it's like yeah. i'm not hearing it i'm feeling it right exactly i know it's that sway it's that sway so <laughs> yeah back sway. to it back to that yeah <laughs> just any the ligerians you know so this used to be a tough question for me and then for the last couple of years like i remember just being like you know what dude it's obviously them because yeah they were been my like top rate like top played like reggae artists on spotify for like the last couple of years just because they're yeah everything they they're just a really really solid band female keyboard player and they're just yeah it's crazy it's like about four or five musicians from france and uh yeah four-piece band is really good but yeah that's what i'm saying if i start naming one i'm just gonna just not stop that's why yeah. i wanted i asked i'm like has anyone ever answered one because that's <laughs> just have. nuts to me to, to just be like yo this one band is my absolute favorite i got a random question <laughs> i know it's coming and i hate you but go ahead <laughs> do you have a favorite song of all time of all time <sighs> yo so of because all, uh, a favorite song, not yeah. even reggae. No, just no. a song of all just time. Song of all time. The song that gets you out of every anything, everything. Anything. Ouch. Because I believe you can't just have one. This is a super like heated question. That's why. No, I no. It. Let's see. Because now I'm diving through every era of my life. You know, because every song's had its purpose, right? So every to to, exactly. to find every song so does. to find that one. That one purpose in your whole life is crazy to find, you know. So let me find that one song where I'm like, I mean, dude, there's, you know, the first time I did acid, I was like, oh, that's 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 a moment. And I remember a specific Pink Floyd song, an that's album. I was, I was like, oh, shit, listening to the wall. Uh, dude, it was a, uh, it was the wall. It was the wall. Yeah. yeah, but oh damn, favorite song. Ouch, man, because I really love oldies. You know, I love soldies. Um. Well, you say your dad wanted to redo Rumors. Uh, look, the, yeah, that's what I was, yeah, so. So, so what about you? What do you want to redo? Because <coughs> now the question. <laughs> I, so I, well, I, uh, 
What? No, I still want to see if he could pick one. Well, song. that's what he's meaning because <sighs> like I, that would be his dad's equivalent, you know. Yeah, and honestly, if I picked a song, if even if I picked a song, it would probably be a song that I grew up like my dad li- listening to. You know, my dad never played any music, but he was playing music all the time. Like he had a radio in his pocket or mm-hmm. always on. And so when he passed in 2020, for like two years straight. You know, we, there's a, a Spanish station, 98.3, and they just play El Recuerdo, you know? And it's like all the sick 60s, 70s, oldies, you know? Right. And I, so, dude, I I have a Rosafari playlist called Rolas Pesadas. And, dude, that shit's all just like people, dude, people, I, I tell people, if you're going to be working around like Mexicans or whatever, like Raza, <laughs> dude, like, yo. And I'm like, dude, this will get them. This will get them. This is going to hit them with the, the, like the, you know, like the 12Es, but it's right. like the shit that they're like. Dude, I had my I was giving my grandpa a ride one like a couple years ago and I had that playlist on and he's just like, dude, where the fuck you get this song? <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, dude, I remember this song when I was a teenager. And I'm like, dude, this, he just turned like 96. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just an old soul. So uh, honestly, I mean, these are all different questions. Like a song that I would redo, I always think no, about doing right. like one no, of those 60, your 70 favorite, songs. Your favorite song. Uh, of all time. Of all time. I think for me. Because you can only have one. I, I'm not saying anything. I, I know. think it would, if I can say two, but I will say probably the first one, like the main one, I'd say Bob Marley's Thank You, Lord is probably mm. a song that like. Anytime one. I hear it, I probably like. Well, I will like seventy percent get like really like emotional. Uh-huh. Like, thank you, Lord. And then the other one could probably be Bob Marley, uh, "High Tide" or "Low Tide." Okay. So both Bob Marley songs, which is crazy. <laughs> but I mean, fuck, dude. I As mean, you were I, saying over there, you only be one. <laughs> yeah. What about now you? Like, what about you? What's your one? number no, one? No, I don't have a one. Oh, I don't. I have one. Well, I was I being her for today. I don't. Yeah, I have one. I have one. Mine's "Just Like Heaven" by The Cure. Okay. Yeah. All right. That gets me through anything, anything and everything. So that's your favorite song of all time. Of all time. I hear that song and I get like happy. Like so that's if you were that stuck song, on an island. I would. And that I could song hear that song twenty four seven. Yes. You're telling me yes. five months later, your ass ain't gonna yes. be like, like shoot me, turn that shit be, off. I'll still be like, thank you, Lord, after a year still. I'll be like, yeah, okay. I'd be good. And if and 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 then like now that you say like if I was on the ocean and high tide, low tide. Fits perfectly. Perfect. But that's not one. But see, that's the thing. That's not one. What I was saying was for her is like, yeah, you hear that song. I don't know. One song for five months. I mean, there's literally only been a handful of people that have agreed with me, like that they have one song, like one major go-to song. Everyone else has been pretty much like you guys, where it's like. I mean, can't dude, just I, li- being able to bring them poor sheltered one. souls. I feel like you should tell hey! people, <laughs> you should tell people ahead of time that that's going to be a question. Because like on the spot, like I said, I had to dive through it's a hot the drunken era, my drunken era. <laughs> Yo, in my drinking era, I used to like nonstop, like annoyingly play uh, I, uh, something wrong by the expanders. Like that oh, yeah. shit is like I might as well have written that song myself. <laughs> <laughs> and even when I got sober, like I used to text Devin all the time because, you know, I was their tour manager. And I'm like, dude, like. You're like you're kind of reading my diary, dude. Like you're, <laughs> like yeah, hey, you're welcome. Because I'm like, right. dude, all that stuff. That's that's what makes a good songwriter. You know, Devin is Devin and like James, uh, Chris Murray are, uh-huh. are probably some of my favorite songwriters. Like they have that ability to just really be you be able to be able to be like, fuck, this is like not just like this is everything. It's like I'm going through so much of this song saying. It's not just one theme. It's just like yeah, I've, like right. you're just you know taking from my book. But yeah, man. It's, but something wrong, something yep. wrong for sure. I remember that shit went heavy when I used to be all pedo at the house. 
Like, oh, uh, pedo. Oh, yeah, super oh, pedo. pedo. Yeah, super I pedo. That you said that. I haven't heard that. <laughs> yeah, that's how it used to be, dude. <laughs> oh shit. You can yeah, say everything with pedo, yeah, right? Super hey, pedo. Super yeah. pedo. Super pedo. <laughs> that, was pedo. The, that was the days, and that's you know, so full circle going back to the Ace Hardware that I started working at, like. I used to be, I used to drink like on the job, you know, and like looking back now where like I'm around people that drink and I'm like, oh yeah, this person's been drinking. Like, right. yeah. I, I swore that I was like super low key about it. No. Fuck Man, no. Everyone no. knew I was, no. everyone knew I was twisted. Oh yeah. yeah. If you, you looking at another drunk and you don't drink no more, but that's how you act. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what. They're probably like fucking hard work guys. <laughs> <laughs> fucking ace. <laughs> <laughs> I asked for lumber sometime. Yeah, I'm looking at ceiling fans. This guy what the gave fuck? me the wrong saw. <laughs> <laughs> Sick. Yeah, because it's crazy. Sometimes, you know, I remember, like, at Ace, a lot of times you just got to be confident, you know? Like, you may not know, like, 100% that you're telling this guy the right thing or this right. guy the right thing, but I'm like... He's got to sound like it. Yeah, like, you know, he's got to fall back, like, we might see you again. Hey, we're, we'll still be here. Hey, Ace, we'll still be here in an hour. Because, <laughs> you know, some of these people are, like, 18, 19, you know, like... I was lucky because my old assistant manager would show, would like show me plumbing on free time. You know, he would show me like, yeah, that's cool. yo, I'm gonna help you because it's gonna help you for your own house and for your own fixing, but also it's gonna help you be able to help these customers because right. that's that's the beauty about those small little right. stores that people you walk in and there's already somebody like me helping you. You know, gets you in and out like in shoot ten minutes, five minutes, depending on the situation. Exactly, depending <laughs> on what we're trying to build. I'm like, yeah, this guy's kind of a tweaker right now. What are you, what are you trying to do? <laughs> <laughs> this guy came in the other day, like, yo, aisle 13. We got you. We got, we got your kit. But, yeah, this guy came. This, yeah, you know. You already kind of can tell. You're like, ah, right. what do you need all that ammonia for, dude? <laughs> <laughs> what are you cleaning? What are you cleaning? Yeah, this guy came over the end work the other day, and he's just like, I'm like looking for some root enhancer <laughs> for my hemp plants. And I was like, hemp right. plants? He's like, that's aisle 13. <laughs> <laughs> No, their team, we got your hemp plant. <laughs> I've never heard anybody call weed plants hemp plants, but hey. Well, I mean, at, at Ace Hardware, you don't got to fake the funk, dude. We got you. <laughs> yeah. You ain't got to fake it. You we know, know what you're doing. We know what you're doing. That was yeah, a paranoid yeah, yeah. grower. He was like, this yeah. guy might be a cop. Yeah. If you're 21, dude, it's cool. <laughs> That's, you know, let me get you that spray paint. <laughs> Just don't get caught. <laughs> Just don't get caught. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you're doing. Save that receipt. <laughs> Just save that receipt. Just in case. <laughs> Just in case. All right, so where can we find you next selling your merch? Where can everyone so go next? See I at? will be yeah. Shout out to IG, all that stuff, man. Yeah, might as well. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> so on IG, you can find me at Razafari dot apparel uh, on Instagram, on Facebook, Razafari Apparel. Um, next in person, I will be at San Diego Bayfest, July eighth, which is actually my fortieth birthday. So. Oh. How nice of San Diego to bring Damian Marley and Common <laughs> Kings and, oh, coffee. and coffee. Yo, mm. everyone knows I love coffee. So it's like, you know, like the musician and the drink. But yo, coffee, <laughs> I've never I've never seen live. And so I'm stoked to see her. Damian Marley always, always is fire. Common yeah. Kings, insane, uh, insane. insane. Then they got Denim and Prof. Prof. Few local DJs, few legendary DJs. But yeah, July 8th, San Diego. Is at it Protégé Bayfest. too? No. no. Oh. No, and that's my that's my last festival confirmed. There's still like I could do dry diggings. I could be at Reggae Rise Up Vegas. Um, but yeah, well, I'll be there. But that's that's it for now. I mean, honestly, I just started working. This is my first week back from work, and I you know after touring for a decade. So 
<laughs> I'm kind of just trying to lay low. You know, people yeah. at work are like, yo, what you like? why are you here? And I'm like, I'm trying to retire here. And they like kind of laugh. I'm like, dude, <laughs> <You know what laughs> <I mean? laughs> bro, I've been babysitting, like, you know, babysitting and doing travel and hotels and flights and stress and emails and calls. Like, it's just like, dude, as a tour manager, that shit never ends. Especially the bigger the band, that's just massive. This is crazy. Well, how many mm -hmm. bands have you tour managed for? Uh, I started with managed. Expanders. Yeah, I started with Expanders I in 2015. Big up Rudy, because Rudy, my homie Rudy, um, was Arise Roots' original manager. He's main manager for uh, the first couple of years of Arise Roots. And uh, yeah, when I first stopped drinking in 2014, um, I uh, like a month in, I was just like, man, I, I still want to be at shows, you know? Like, So I was like, and I noticed they didn't have a merch guy. But yeah, so I was like, you need a merch person? Like, anytime you need one, just assume it's me unless I'm not available. But I'm always available. And yeah. Um, so then I took, yeah, tour managing, 2015, Expanders. I've done the Expanders, uh, Ayaterra. I've done Shutescat. I've done some events like where I'll do the logistics, but I won't be there. But I've done Shutescat. Like, uh, I did that Emerald Cup for him. Um, oh, shit, okay. Yeah, we, you know, when I was keyboard player with the Beyond I Sight, we backed Josh Heinrichs and Skillaja. So, like, I was, like, TM for that, you know? There was a time when I was, like, TM for, like, the Gonzo, you know, Beyond I Sight Gonzo. Once I got sober, honestly, like, I just tried a lot of new things i tried a lot of new things and um it worked because yeah then i started doing tour managing and i did that with the expanders for three years then jumped over to i uh tribal on merch did that for like a year and a half left tribal to do ayatera tour managing did that for a while and then tribal then i announced my retirement i was like oh i'm not retired i'm not, you know my dad passed yeah. and i was like i don't i just a lot of things changed for me when my dad passed you know like i love tour i love i've been blessed and grateful that all the bands i've worked with are like friends like you know like if they weren't friends already you know by by the end of tours it's family and so it's like you know hector you know just to be able to like know uh, hector you know who tours with chronics you know hector roots lewis and it's it's uh, again it's just in like that dream where you know I, i'm back at ace and like that whole decade of touring you know it's like tour with with or alongside almost every you know, like 80%, sure. 70% of the bands that tour, you know, c that tour consistently, you know, it's, and it's grateful to, you know, in every tour that it's like family, you go through so much, the blown tires, the snowstorms, you know, all it's just, oh man, you know, I, I, it's crazy. It's like, if only the fans knew like how every show just barely happens, you know, it just takes so much. It just, you know, on the back end, there's, there's a lot that can happen and it, and it does happen. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when people, when I used to be tour managing, people are like, man, are you having fun? I'm like, I am, but it's, it's a whole different, like, if, if, if you're enjoying <laughs> yourself and you're not aware of any of the issues that happened, and mm -hmm. there always is issues, you know, yeah. and if you're not aware and they didn't make it to the point where you caught sight of it, that's me having a good time, you know, and I won't feel that until after tour, you know, like to me, I'm like, dude, it's not, I'm like weird. I'm cut different, you know, I think it's oh, because of all that drinking. I think after all those years of drinking, I just kind of was like, I need to, I just, I'm, I need, I owe it to myself and I want to prove to myself that I can really take everything that comes my way serious, you know, and being, and I'm a goofball, you know, so touring with me, it's like you have this super silly person, but then I'm like work, like yeah. we, we have work here. I'm here for work. And, you know, you guys are there. Everyone else is there for d different reasons and I'm there to take care of everybody. And, you know, it's. I, I, you know, I, I really care about it. And like, again, being able to know these people makes me just go above and beyond without even thinking about it. Cause I, you know, at the end of the day, there are people that I love and care for. And yeah, it's, it's just crazy. My first, you know, remember seeing tribal season 2004 at the world beat center in San Diego. Cause there weren't sh in that, you know, yeah. and 
to be their tour manager and you know and and tour a whole tour with them in a tour bus and all that stuff again on the expanders tour i'd wake up and i'm like this you know covered in snow yeah you know and <laughs> tour with my favorite band and then still years and years i mean it's still to this day that's why i'm like it's so crazy that i'm back at the same work because it does kind of make it feel like almost like a twilight zone episode <laughs> it's like so much was fit in nine years of touring right. and when i drank it's like yeah you know the nine years where i didn't drink is really when i just started just going like yo let's let's go i had a lot of proof to myself that's really what it was i wanted to prove it to myself nobody else and uh I challenged myself every step of the way. And honestly, like, you know, I had anxiety every step of the way, you know, I, and a lot, you know, I think that's what I, I you know, I f that's what I think made me care so much about it. The fact that I was so nervous about doing something wrong pushed me to do everything extra right, you know, and like that fear of failure, it was what motivated me to cross T's and dot I's. I think more than I never got comfortable with my work, you know, like, and I started touring with, you know, with my phone, my greatest John O. Ch Cheverez, you know, and like, he used to always be like, yo, it's got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, you know, and just really, you know, that, that's when you know you're you're attempting, you know, you're trying new grounds is when you're, you're really uneasy. And I don't know, I I, I thrive, like, I, I learned to kind of thrive in that, like, you know, the uneasiness, I was just like, again, it's that, like, you know, prove, you know, prove it to myself. Let, let's see if I, can, if I have it in me. Every single mm. time. So, yeah, man. That's why I love the booth because people can come up and have these conversations. The podcast, I don't do enough of. But, yeah, it's just there's so much to all of this. You know, I'm grateful for the reggae community because even in my darkest days when I didn't speak of the things that I was going through inside, like the conversations that I would have with people is what saw me through. And so that's why, you know, I, I think I'm thankful that I've been able to on the back end really be a, even a small piece of these festivals or of a tour to make it happen so that these guys can go on stage and play music, but more create an environment where, you know, people can kind of create themselves like a brand or a person, you know, and like also right. be able to like, even if it's not that, just to be able to be free to be whoever or become whoever they even want to be. And honestly, like, you know, become something you never even thought you could be like me, dude. Like I tour managing, like that's just, I never wanted to be a tour manager. I never wanted to do merch. I never wanted to play keys. And like none of that ever <laughs> occurred to me. You know, I just stay ready. You just got to stay ready, you know, <laughs> and it's a trick. You know, it's it's over the years. You just learn to stay ready for things that you have no idea are coming for you, you know, and it's like they're coming. So just let some stay ready. Just stay ready. Well, thank you so much, Juan. We appreciate you coming. Of course. Thank you. That's thank a you. great conversation. Of course. I learned a lot. Congrats on your success. Seriously. So oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. And yeah, your sobriety, success. too. Yeah. And your sobriety, I guess. Cali sober. Cali sober. Cali sober. Oh, that's As the they best call it. Yeah. Cali sober. Oh, okay. I didn't know that one. They call it the other. They call it. Whatever. Right on. All right. Make sure you guys check him out on Instagram. We'll post all the links, links and IGs and everything yeah. like that. Bayfest. Uh, go cop some merch. Yeah. Go to Bayfest. Go cop some merch. And go. thank you guys so much. And we'll see you next week. All right. Thank Late. you. Ciao.